0: Pirates Nation to the Pirates Den. I'm your host, Sean LaVoy. And I'm your
1: co-host, Nathan Calhoun.
0: And on today's episode, we have special guest, Andre Berry. If you don't know who Andre Berry is, you will soon. He's a professional basketball player overseas. He talks about his career and how he started playing basketball. His journey is definitely unique and has some great stories along the way. But first, let's talk about the combine. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it due to COVID-19 protocol, but Nate, you were there. Talk to me. How was it? How did the talent look? Let me know everything.
1: The first time, the first combine we had in October was really good. Um, You know, we got to see a lot of good players and and show their talent. But this one, this combine by far was just, it was way better. Like the the talent level, there was so much more players. A lot of players came in just ready to to work. And in a couple of the little interviews we took over there, they they were really excited and they weren't expecting this much competition. So they already had to bring it.
0: That's great. I mean, I really wish I could have made it. Uh, I love the first one. I love being around that atmosphere, but uh, it's great that it was a good turnout and um, I'm glad you guys did well and everything turned out the way you wanted to do
1: uh, next Thursday or this Thursday. You guys can catch the episode coming up. We're going to have an episode featuring a bunch of little snippets, talking to players, coaches and the staff that were at the combine. Um, and you guys are just going to get to hear their experience through, through them. Definitely. Really like,
0: well and they just said live at the combine he recorded uh, all different kind of snippets so this Thursday check it out um, which is the 28th I believe so tune into that otherwise uh, shout out to our sponsors uh, use promo code Providence Pirates to get a free cheese pizza when you spend $20 or more go out and support some local businesses for more information anything Pirates related check out our website at providencepiratesaba.com and now on to the Andre Berry interview we want to welcome Andre Barry to the Pirate Stem. Andre, thanks for coming on. How are you today?
2: No problem. I'm doing well, just relaxing, enjoying my day, just taking it easy, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. 100%. All right, so first, let's talk about your journey as a player, um, and then we can go to how, like, where you are today.
2: Um, as Nate said, I'm from New York. Um, New York is big with basketball, of course, with the city, all the boroughs, and, like, Upstate's been taking off a lot. Long Island's been taking off a lot. So I'm from Long Island. And um, I didn't really pick up into basketball until like seventh grade, really. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was I was playing soccer a lot. Because my dad's from Jamaica, so I was playing soccer a lot. And then like, I met this guy at soccer, and he told me to play basketball. I'm like, eh, I'm not really into basketball. But I'm going to go because I was the tallest person there. So, <laughs> so I went in like seventh grade. Um, Cyo like a little church league, and I was like, "Oh, this is really like i I was the best person there." I'm like, "Oh, it's not bad." Yeah, scoring with people was, ain't that bad, and <laughs> you know what I mean. I yeah. use my size and score more. I'm like, "Oh." So you know, it kind of came
0: per like kind of came naturally to you. Yeah. Like you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna use this as my advantage."
2: It was, it was like very natural, and then I played um, seventh grade. I played middle school basketball, and I was like the only like seventh grader in the whole star lineup. So, like, it was, like, 7th to 8th grade, and, like, it usually, like, the 7th graders be, like, the first and the third quarter, and, like, the, the good players by like, the second and the fourth. Yeah. That was, like, the second and the fourth quarter because I was, like, one of the best players, and then...
0: Not to brag or anything.
2: Yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, then, like, I still wasn't taking it seriously because, like, I had tried out for football my my freshman year. I don't know why I did. Mm. I tried out for football because I was just, like, I'm just... I'm,
0: why not? You're a kid trying to experiment. Serious.
2: I'm a big guy. I'm like, I'm going to try football. And I regret doing that because I didn't get a chance to play varsity my freshman year of high school. And um, so i basketball. No. So then, uh,
1: I was going to say, now, um, since you didn't get to play, like, your freshman year of varsity, yeah, did I that have, varsity. like, any effect on, like, you being recruited? Like, did you want to take basketball, like, seriously, starting at that point?
2: I still didn't. Still I, didn't. I was no. I, I was still going with the flow. But, like, but I had good hands, good foot, like, like good feet work. So, like, it's just all, like. This kid has something, but he doesn't know yet. So then, yeah,
0: you got to put the IQ and all that yeah, that comes with it. Yeah.
2: Then freshman year, I played football. I hated it. Then I played JV basketball freshman year. I was I was okay, but like I didn't have enough pieces around me to really show what I could really do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then um my sophomore year, that's when I got, I took it like very seriously. Like I was on varsity, started on varsity, had a big had a. A lot of big games, all Long Island, all county, all conference. Wow. And then um, I tried to get into St. Andrews going into my junior year, so, so I would reclass 10th grade. Right. But my grades weren't good enough because I was, like, just like an average student, like a C-minus student back in Long Island. So, like, my grades weren't good. I was trying to get in. I applied a little late, but it just didn't, it just didn't work out. So then I had to stay and my my public school in New York for my junior year. And that's when I started taking the whole basketball thing seriously when like, I had like all these prep schools coming to visit me um, at Salisbury, St. Andrews. I visited Northfield, Mount Hermon, oh, wow. um, all the schools. Uh, the Hill School, the Hun School, all like these schools like the Jersey Connecticut. Mass area, Cushing Academy, I visited, Mm -hmm. the just like. Big
1: rival against Yeah, it was. And then,
2: then, yeah. Remember those games. Then, like, it was one of them things where, like, the coach found out that I was, like, on my way out, on my way out the door. So, like, he was trying to, like, hold me back a little bit more. But then, like, I just, I got up. It was, it was my junior year. I was going to start my own junior year at my school in New York, and I, and they never see me ever again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they'd where'd never... you take your talents after that?
2: I went to Saint Andrews. Saint Andrews. Yeah, I went to Saint Andrews, um, and that was just like a that was a big change because I was away from home. But I had a lot of family out here in Providence like and my Cranston area. So. so it was like a home away from home kind of kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. and, I had and like and three uncles, everything. So I was so I was good.
0: So uh, talked about uh, talk to us about that. We know when Nate was a alumni. Of yeah. uh, Saint Andrew's, so like now, did it change your game? Like, w- what was the uh, biggest change from going to there?
2: Um, the biggest change was the competition, actually. Okay. Like, I was still at, still at that point where like I didn't really like take like taking the consideration about the whole Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three thing. I was just wanted to just play basketball, and just have like fun. live
0: in the moment kind of deal.
2: Exactly. So like, I wasn't worried about the um, high majors, mid majors. Juco, I didn't I didn't know anything about that. Uh-huh. I was just there to play basketball and then just try and, like, go to college and just play basketball if I can. Man. I really wasn't thinking about anything further than, like, just, like, college education, really. And I didn't care what level it was in, but then the further along the year got, you, like, playing against D1 guys, Wayne Seldons, the Terrence Manns, you know, that you're playing against. Yeah, yeah. Our roommate was on Bonzi Coulson, so he was he was a oh, D one wow. guy too. Like, I yeah. still never, but like and like he was going back and forth with all these camps and stuff. I'm like, was he like he just he just want to be here? I guess <laughs> I, I was just still just like I'm gonna just go to practice. be gonna win some games. Then then like it really hit me probably my senior year when I'm like, okay, now I want to actually take this basketball thing to as like a stepping point for like college,
0: yeah. like next level type, like, exactly. Yeah. That was kind of a,
1: like a, a big year. Cause when he was a senior, I was a freshman. So you know, oh, wow. I being, like I was small, like I went to a charter school with like, like, I don't know. It was just a small school. You knew everybody. And at St. Andrews, like, I don't know my first time stepping on campus, I was like, I'm not used to like any campus going to different buildings, but like, yeah, it was just a small, <laughs> was, like Andre said, I remember it being like a big change. like for me personally, but, um, one thing that stuck out to me was, like, the basketball players because, like, I had gone to, you know, Hoops for heart camps and, like, he'd have his play, Coach Hart would have his players, like, running the camp. So yeah. I was kind of, like, I kind of knew, like, you know, who Bonzi was, like, Henry. And then um, I had met Andre my, my freshman year. And, like, just seeing, like, you know, how basketball practice at St. Andrews was at the time, it was just nothing that I had ever seen before. They had three teams, the prep team, and then varsity, JV, so it was definitely like a big transition and, you know, it wasn't really something I was expecting, but just being there, like I felt like I learned a lot about the game and just being in the atmosphere of the gym, like, like uh, Andre said, you know, Cushing Academy, you know, they had Caleb Joseph, Jalen Adams. That was a, a big Andrew rival. Davis
2: and Andrew Shavaz. You no, know, so, and
1: th- those are D1 guys. Like Caleb went to Syracuse and Creighton, Jalen Adams, he went to UConn, like. And, uh, Brewster and then UConn. But, you know, like, it was just a, a big change. And you just seen, like, the the big atmosphere of basketball. Like, we'd have the blackout games. And yeah. it was just something that I had never seen before.
0: I mean, like, you guys saw it yourself. I mean, I wish I could have been there. I've, I only heard, like, such great things coming out of that school. And, like, you guys being hands-on actually there is kind of impressive. Not impressive, but, like, I don't really know the word for it. Like, um, it's just cool to say. And, like, being part of, like, a really, like, basketball history. In a sense, especially yeah. around this Rhode Island area.
2: Yeah, yeah. and it was dope because like we just like took off running like my last few years. We just like we was always in championship game, always in semis. We were we would travel different states. Yeah, like all these high-level dudes, and we just beat them by Very party. high
0: expectations, I only yeah, could assume. It was
2: sure. it was, names did too. Was did you guys face.
1: go to, to Europe that year too?
2: Nah. Oh, that was, that, that was probably yeah. the next year, the year after. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had yeah.
1: they had started doing like travel. Like I remember my junior year, went to year, Canada. They had went to Canada. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. it was definitely cool. Like uh I guess after Andre graduated, the year after they went to uh, they went to Europe. But uh, I just knew, like, how big a basketball was at St. Andrews. Like, even before the season started, like, Michael Carter-Williams had got drafted. And my freshman year, I walked in, and, like, the debut NBA game, they faced the Heat with LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh. So, I think he right? Yeah, he yeah. had, like, a triple-double, right? Yeah, he had, like, a double almost, like, 10 steals. And, I, like, we came in, and everyone was just talking about him. And he ended up winning Rookie of the Year the same year. So yeah. basketball was just, like... Floating everywhere throughout the, throughout the school. Like, it was just huge. You hear about it every day, sure. no
2: matter where you was. And I really did read any of that stuff. So, like, I walk in the gym, like, you see his post on the wall, like, like three Gatorade years. I'm like, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, what whatever. Just know? here to do my do yeah. my thing.
2: Gatorade years, McDonald's All-American, Jordan Brand. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's okay. But I'm just still just, like, lost in, like, the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's just, fair. Like, that's
0: completely fair.
2: Like, like, being away and, like, just, like, Focusing like like on myself pretty much. And then like going to my senior year when like when like Bonzi would travel to like the LeBron camp, the KD camp, that's when I was like, oh snap, like he's about to take off right now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's in UIBL averaging like 20 and 10. I'm like, oh yeah, he's about to take off. And then like you'll see like Kevin Ollie, all these coaches in the gym for him. So I'm thinking like, if I could match him right now in the workout. I'll probably get like some. Yeah, like, so you hey, probably hey, took it
0: hey. to a whole nother level, especially in
2: practice or in anything. To, but like, I was still trying to like get my skills and everything up to like that like level yet, and, like the confidence there. So like, so that was a big thing. And then, then the season ended, and I I was just like, it was a point where like, because you know, it's so crazy because like Coach Hart was saying that like I was like a Division three guy.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. You That's great. Cause I I know there was a lot of a lot of hype going into that season. You know, all yeah, had was. a great season. It was what like twenty seven and 5, 26 yeah. and five, something yeah, like was. that. And then um, I remember the day they came in uh, morning meeting. We'd have morning meeting like three times a week. And Coach Hart came down. And it was like uh, Bonzi committed to What's Notre Dame. Yeah. Henry committed to Utah State. And then, like, it was, he was just naming these guys, like, going to schools. And, like, I would see him, like, talking about recruitments and stuff like that. And me being, like, so naive, I was like, I have no idea what any of this is. Like, I don't know what's going on. So, like, imagine, like, the guys on D1, like, or or B1, you know, trying to figure out, like, where they're going to get placed next.
2: And um, And I had nobody. I had, like, i had rick sending me letters and i'm like wow and it was like oh like like a rick can't can't get scholarships but you can still go i'm like why would i pay to go there right, anyway yeah, so, so, so like, it was so like that was like eye-opening to me like okay now i gotta really like like ramp it up even even more and like wow. it's like pedals to the metal so then i'll never forget i was on the train going home from providence to, to um, new york probably in like April and like this this JUCO coach called me and said, I've been watching you since like the hoop group days, like like the camps just come to and like I like your game. And like I know no coaches calling you right now, but I'm telling you, like just like trust in me and like and I like, will get you to like the next level. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. we'll form your body, you'll be a great player, your confidence gonna go up. I'm like, I don't want to go Juco. Mind you, it was a military school too.
0: Oh wow. My-
2: when I mean, the it was a military school, so like I had to like shave or everything. It's a whole head, different experience, head.
0: not just go for ball. Yeah. So,
2: exact uniform, 6 a.m. wake ups, all that stuff. So I'm like, I really don't want to do that. But then he was just like, listen, you trust me for one season, best season of your life. And then then I was like, all right, whatever. So then mind so you, Coach Hardenum Harden still are still saying, yo, just, just go to Rick. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to go to the <laughs> I'm like not happening. So then I just committed to the to the Juco. So what um, was that, that like? That was the best decision of my life. Like, Really? I say it to this day that that coach saved my whole life. Wow. Like,
0: so he is it like the whole like mental sharpness? So like is it everything that they just prepared you for that like –
2: Everything. Everything. It was like – so like I had to be there in like August. Not – just going to New Mexico, uh-huh. Not fresh, baldy, everything, no fish here, nothing. Wow. So when we get there one night. They take our cell phones away for the first twenty-one days. Wow. <laughs> no cell phones. Damn. Right. Yeah. Then like, I got a one. No, not low enough. They cut it down. So I. <laughs> low. like a zero. I'm like, they oh. wanted
0: to get the razor on that and like go completely bomb
2: Pick the uniform up. Mind you, it's like 100 degrees in Mexico. You know what I mean? Right. You gotta like jog everywhere you go. You gotta salute everybody. You gotta square your corners make your bed a certain way. So
1: that must have made you just like kind of you know, just grow up like a little faster than you know, yeah. that maybe you realize like and just prepare you fact. for any situation coming afterwards.
2: That's a fact. So then like mind you, I had no clue like what's going on in the outside world because I had my phone for the first three weeks. I had no clue, nothing. i would call my mom probably like twice a week. Wow. I had no clue, nothing. So I was just like on like this focused grind and in Mexico and military institute.
0: You talk about uh it's like you're on this, like, you were locked in kind of kind yeah. of deal. Like, hey, there was very focused.
2: I was but, too locked
0: in. You were too locked yeah, in? I so crazy. I guess this question is kind of irrelevant. But did you ever have second second guesses when you actually got there, when they took away your phone and you're like, oh, wow, this isn't exactly what, like, I had in mind? Or were you knew like, when I come out of this, I'll be a better person, a better basketball player?
2: It was kind of like a half and half. Like, okay. I knew that in the long run it would, like, help me. But at, like, 18 years old, you're young. That's what I'm saying. So, so like most eighteen year olds would be like, "Oh, f this, I'm gonna just go back home and just go to community college and just and just call it a quits." Right. Yeah. But then, like, just like I'm like playing back in my head, like all like the doubters and stuff. You know what I mean? Who were like saying, nah, he's this guy's a, a division three guy. He's not gonna really make make a splash." Coaches not recruit like division two coaches were not recruiting me at all. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm just like, you know, what, it's gonna be a time when they. Call for me, and I'm like, nah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of use it as your motivation.
2: Exactly. And then the JUCO coach had like he trusted me more than anybody ever had. He said, if you come here for one year, you'll be, you'll be out because I already had the grades and everything. Yeah. All I needed was just the offer. Right. And then um, October hits. All all JUCOs have like a jamboree. It's like a showcase, pretty much. Okay. So we went from New Mexico to Dallas, Texas, like a ten hour drive. For like a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, play like eight games, three days, eight games. And then it has been all Division One guys out, all the D1 from low, mid to highs. And then like, I'm like in like my best shape. I'm in prime form, you know what I mean? And then I just took off from there. It was like uh, I had good first game, good second game, good third game. I just had a great weekend and I got back and then, I was hearing from like all these Division One schools that I ain't never. It was just as wild as Like it just changed in like rigid. right after
0: that jamboree you were talking was, about.
2: Seventy-two hours. It was like I was hearing from North Texas, Texas State. And he's just like like on small schools now. Texas like State, Fairfield, Hartford, um, San Diego, Saint Bonaventure. Then like as the season went on, and, like I just kept doing well. They're like, who who's this rookie from? <laughs> So that's just like on the scene right now, it's killing me. I'm like, it's killing it. And then as season went on, it was like the URIs, Virginia Techs, Washington State, South Carolina, Texas Techs, all in the gym. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, it was was mind blowing to me. And I'm just like,
1: what the hell is going on? So from moving on to to New Mexico, what made you want to go to URI just because, like, again, you had family out here, just like you were familiar, like, in Rhode Island or, like, or yeah, did, the, sure. did the
2: coaches, like, you know, did they have, like, specific plans for you or, like? Yeah, so basically I, I fell in love with North Texas first because, like, that was the first school to ever show me love. And, right. Like, I never, it's fair to I,
0: pay them respect, but, yeah.
2: yeah sure, I, I never got time. interest from, like, a Division One school. And, like, right, so that they first one kind of hit home. Hit, home. And, like, they right. Yeah, that's fair. And they were since, like, it was almost since, like, October on to, like, I, like, Commence, you right. I'm just, like, oh, I love this school. I visited. My parents loved it. But then I'm just, like, I don't know. Like, Commerce USA really isn't ha- having the chance to be in a tournament the way I want to play in a tournament. Or, like, right, right. Sort of schedule. Then it was Virginia Tech, and that was just a whole other experience, too. The agency then was crazy. Uh-huh. I visited them as well, and it was just like a – that was a big culture shock, too. I'm like, this is like a real college town, you know? It's legit Virginia Tech and nothing else around it. And, like, it was <laughs> perfect. You know what I mean? It was perfect. It was
1: just state school.
2: Football team, basketball team big campus and was, you
0: know when sports is like a school's first priority when you exactly. see it it's, it's like different. i kind of want to be a part of this because like you're not idolized but like you're on a higher pedestal than like an average student like oh i'm going for business you know absolutely it
2: was perfect and then um i visited utsa and i was okay That was average not took unofficial to texas tech and um and I, that was a great experience too that was Mahomes last year, actually, and then it was like, he, like, yeah, he had campus buzzing already, but normally knew who he was then. But yeah, like, yeah, campus buzzing, and then I visited Ura, and it was just like, it's just home. I'm back on the East Coast. Coach Hurley, he was the man. Yeah, and like
1: close to New York
2: too. So, yeah, three I mean, hours. Three I know, hours New York, like you like, know, your
1: parents should be able to instead of having to fly down, they could take a drive. You know, exactly. Much more and, reasonable.
2: And like he had, then like he had like a vision for the whole program. You know what I mean? His whole – so the um, year, I didn't go there. It was 27 and – no, 23 and 10, and they just missed the tournament by, like, one game. Well, so then that's his tough. thing was, like, next year we're going to be in a tournament. After that, it's time to win games in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Then by the senior year, we'll be, like, the, the best team in the conference, pretty much, and, like, like automatic bid. And that's exactly how it was. And, like, I didn't even play my um, – like, like my first two years there,
1: really?
2: Yeah,
1: I actually remember seeing you. It was specifically one time during the tournament, and you guys faced Oklahoma with Trey Young. Yeah. So how How's was that? How was that experience? Yeah. Bro? How was that? <laughs> you know, he's a he's top five pick in the NBA draft, so I know he was.
2: He was one of them things where, like, if he asks for a ball screen, just just, just rush get him. Get up. Just, just, <laughs> just rush him. Do not let him. Look at the room. Don't let
1: don't let him let it fly.
2: But then, like, he's one of them dudes where, like, you just knew that he was going to be good. I like, was going to say that. Anybody yeah. was saying, oh, he's too small. I'm like, no, nah, this dude can shoot from, like, anywhere. Like, I mean, he's
1: create. he can create space for himself. Even if, you know, he, he could be far out past the line, you know, and just still let it fly up. So I remember watching that game and I was just sitting there. I was like, that's my senior like, year.
2: That's my senior year. When like, he was, like, top 15 in the country all year. I was in
1: my room. I was like, damn, Trey Young. And then I went to school with Andre. Like, yeah, that's yeah. crazy seeing someone went to school with playing against someone like, you know, like he's on the ESPN Top 100. I know he had a lot of like, you know, clout to his name. So it was just cool, like just seeing someone I personally knew, you know, play against someone like who's on like TV like all the yeah. time. Like,
0: especially Trey though. Like, he you see him on like the Hoop mixtape and he was coming up when like it started actually like blowing up. And, um, it's kind of impressive to like seeing like even have a conversation like like Nate just said like being like wow like I went to school with him and like that's Trey Young, Uh what no was it like being on the same court though? Was it like wow this kid can just seize the game differently? The whole game slows down to him. Like what is it like? Do You can can you tell?
2: Like Oklahoma was like they like never heard of Rhode Island before ever. So,
0: yeah, like, it, and no one like, does if you're not from the northeast. No one, does. Right, no so, one like, does. Like,
2: so they thought that. It was gonna be an easy uh, easy win for them. Mind you, we had the higher seed, which made no sense to me why would they yeah. Think that but yeah, like it's like wait, y'all the eleven seed. I, like I don't know where that state yeah. is, so that means yeah. it must be uh, not yeah. gonna basketball. You
1: know, they're they're in the big twelve the big, conference yeah. and that you know you guys are in the A ten, so it's just like, you know, it's not really like a power five conference, so they weren't really expecting you guys to be as scrappy like yeah, you know, as, as good as you guys really were.
2: So then we're in the game, and they're just talking mad trash like <laughs> Where the effort's were on now we about to get them out of here. Blah blah blah. They got none on us, and then we're just like, all right, y'all about to find out when mm. this when when ball going there. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence for sure. And then like we just playing, and he was just like, he's just so poised the whole game. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, didn't he had twenty eight, and we played great defense on him. Wow. And like it was just like he was so poised. He didn't force anything. He he kept his composure. Even when, like, the game was, like, taking a turn, not, not like, like their way, he was make big shots, big passes. Even stuff. keel kind of deal. Even. And then, like, the turning point in the game was, I think it was second half, our guard hit, like, a jab step, step back on him. He, he like, stumbled a little bit. Oh. Hit a, three, hit a three. Bang. And then our freshman, Fats, he pressured him full court, stole it from him. Hit a three, like back to back threes. Like it was like a three on one fast, but he, he pulled up right for a three.
0: Wow.
2: Like, bang. And then it was just a crazy thing. That's And
0: that's definitely crazy. momentum too. Like if it's three on one in yeah. transition and you just it pull was, up you know, a three. Like,
1: you
2: know, especially,
1: yeah. you know, being March Madness, people in the crowd. You hear oh, that, yeah. Fans screaming. Yeah. So I know that. And must our be fans
2: are behind our bench and their fans are behind them. their bench. That so, must like, have been like just crazy to experience. crazy. And then. Game the overtime though, and then we just pulled away on overtime. Big shots, big threes, big rebounds, charges. Then it was just one of them things Showed where them who Rhode Island was. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they was like, Oh, these these dudes really nice. And he was like, Yeah, told ya. And then <laughs> and then we played Duke second round, and that was just uh that was that was tough. Yeah. I thought that dude team was gonna win the tournament, honestly, gonna win the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, That's when they had, um, they had Bagley, Carter. Marvin Bagley,
1: Wendell Carter.
2: Grayson Allen, Gary Trent, Yeah, Yeah. that was probably one of the best teams.
1: That Duke had seen in a while. Yeah, especially big
2: man. Yeah, that we ever seen. It It was just like, damn.
1: They had, what, the top recruiting class too that year, right? Yeah. Because they had Marvin reclass.
2: Yeah. And
1: that must have been crazy. crazy.
2: And we played them two days later. we was like, damn, it's going to be a tough one. (laughs) It was just like, it was like one of those, because we had played Duke the year before. A Mohegan Sun, and they only beat us by like seven. So then, like Coach K was like, "We know URI is a great coach team. They're gonna play hard. So like we gotta have our best game right now because like this will be like our like hardest game." And like we gave them a run for their money in the beginning. Then you know when you got three top fifteen picks on your team, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, All the right? talent sometimes just.
2: At least six eleven, moving like six five. He's playing the four, too, so, like, I'm yeah. not in Carter. I'm going in Carter, and then they're catching laws. It's just a tough game. You
0: and you see the, the talent, and then they just have Coach K on the bench, too. That helps a little bit as well. Calm.
2: Just calm.
0: I couldn't imagine going against Coach K. <laughs> like, and how do you prepare like, for one of the he's greatest he's coaches
2: ever? And the him playing, there's, like, nothing compared to playing, playing, like, a great player, honestly. Hmm. He's, like, his like, I don't know, like <laughs> – it just feels different. Like just the way that
1: he carries himself. Yeah, yeah,
2: like you just feel him like on the court, pretty much. You, you just know feel I mean? his presence. Just yeah, from so the calm. Sideline. He walks in, suit on, all late. Championship rings on his finger. Just, of course. Like, <laughs> very, no, very, very calm. You know what I mean? Nonchalantly, yeah. Down the whole game, doesn't really yell. But yeah, that that was,
1: must have been quite an experience. Oh man. Uh, moving on from URI. You know, you say you played in Spain for a year yeah. and the team you played for had Marc Gasol as the owner. So mm-hmm. what was that like, just like being able to like soak in everything that Marc Gasol was, you know, from playing in the NBA, playing in Spain? like
2: It was it was dope because like I didn't like know that Marc Gasol was such like a cool, cool dude to just like talk to and just like reach out to, you know what I mean? So that right. when I got the Spain offer, he messaged me on IG and was and was like, are you ready to come? I'm like,
0: <laughs> who? Are you? Like, why are you reaching out to <laughs> me? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I'm like, oh snap, this is real. So then I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Blah blah. He's, I like, right, see you next week. I'm like, All right, cool. So then I get there and like, and like he just like has that whole, like, that whole city like in his palm. You know what I mean? Ah. He's hey, like the man. Yeah, yeah. He's a man over there. So like, the fact that like he reached out to me. About joining the team, just about like being a big factor on the team was big for me. And then like he was there for two weeks in preseason, and I got a chance to like play against him every day for two weeks and just like pick his brain, just like see how he works, work he's out with him. him.
0: And he's open to like share his insight too.
2: I can still like text him right now to this day, and like he'll, he'll always reach out. That's be awesome. Good.
1: That must be really cool. Like just being able to soak in everything that like he's learned from playing in the NBA. Like you know, with the Grizzlies, you know he was what All Star. You know, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, Defensive Player of the Year. So and we kind of got like the same
2: game a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we both have like good IQ. We both got like good touch around the rim. Work everything. So like I would like watch watch him work, watch the way he moves, and like trying like compete with him every single day. Honestly, like did you ever get? I wanted that matchup every day.
1: Did you ever get any opportunities to, like, maybe call him up and be, like, oh, like, could we, could we come to the gym for, like, an early, like, 6 a.m. or something and just get, like, one-on-one experience with him? Or it's just like,
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, after practice, I would just, like, stay after, for, like, a good half an hour, whatever that minutes, And I would just, like, work on hooks around the rim, bank shots a little bit, free throws. Just, like, talking about, like, the game a little bit. Because, like, I was a rookie all over again, you know what I mean? So, right. like, it's I'm trying to, like, new set. get a feel like the whole Europe vibe and like he was telling me you know, like, like like just play your game play smart the ref's not gonna give you nothing out here so yeah that so was, like
1: that's one common thing so that, like, just like play uh, like
2: smart and like just like use your IQ and your size of an advantage and like you'll be good
1: that's one common thing that that we found like a little trend you know talking to we've interviewed Jeff Xavier he played at PC um he's from Kentucky and then he plays over in Spain the Cape Verde national team. Yeah. Uh, Brad Canis, he's a, a, with the Euro Pro Basket. So, like, and we even talked to uh, Coach Hart on an interview before it was our third episode. And, um, like, they were all just mentioning, you know, when you go overseas, it's something like you can't just, you know, think about just basketball. Like, you have to get used to the lifestyle over there. So, like, you have to. How was that transition from you coming from, you know, like, New York to Rhode Island to New Mexico back to
2: R.I. and then over yeah, to Spain. Like, Spain? Yeah, it was like – that was just like a. It was tough. Like honestly, the hardest thing to to like adapt to was the probably the language, the time difference, and just like the the feel for like the whole country. You know what I mean? Because like everything is different out there. Like yeah. it's like you like Spain has like siesta. You know what siesta is? So mm. like you eat for like four hours in the middle of the day because everything's closed. Mm-hmm. So like adapting to that, adapting to like the um, two-day practices, adapting to just like the, the um, culture. The culture, yeah. Culture. It's like, it just, it's so hard to like explain it, but it was You just, have
0: to actually do it in person and experience like, it to like understand truly what the value is of everything.
2: Like, and, like me going to New Mexico, it made it easy because it was just like, I was I already was away somewhere which had more limitations than this. And it was just
1: like. So I kind of prepared you for that stepping stone going into Spain because you were like, you know, I kind of had to deal with something very similar yeah, to this. So. I
2: already been away from home for, for a long time without seeing family. I already had to start all over again, which I did. I already had to prove myself all over again. I already had to do all this. It was just like a smooth transition, honestly.
1: Right. I know in, in Spain, too, um, you know, playing a different teams, uh, did you ever get to, like, play against people that you, like, played with or like played against like before, like I know Henry played in Spain. Henry was on my team. Oh yeah. Oh, Henry, wow, Henry
2: was realize. on my team on um, my own first year. <laughs> Small <So> world. <we're, laughs> team agent, so like he was Henry Bowman was uh, yeah.
1: from St. Andrews too. Like I said, he went to Utah State yeah. and then he transferred to USC Aiken, so.
2: I lived with Henry my own first year in Spain.
1: Wow. Must have been, I, I mean, at least you had someone you know you were really exactly. familiar with you know you played against you had chemistry with so that must have made like the transition a little
2: more easy too easy because like you knew what 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 page I was on I knew what, what page she was on pretty much right so y'all, y'all yeah. just had that
1: that, that connection already. yeah right.
2: and, like, it was just one of them things where where like he'll be the person that like I would do that way over again because like we like he's a guard I'm a big you know what I mean
0: Mm. And your relationship it. on and off the court blossomed. Exactly, uh, exactly. It was, <clears throat> full circle. Yeah.
2: That must have been really nice. It was dope, actually. It was it was a great experience. We had a, we had a good year there. A long season. We was there from August to May. Wow. Yeah, and then long year.
0: Long year. Uh, so yeah. you mentioned um, going overseas in Spain yeah. in the beginning of your career. What are you up to now? Before we uh, dive in and talk about the Pirates for a little bit.
2: Oh, after Spain, I went to Finland. So I was in Finland for um, two months. And, like, it was, like, a startup team, but, like, like the highest league is Finland. So I'm like, oh, it's, it's not a bad spot. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I'm in the highest league playing against a lot of, like, the, like, high major D1 guys, uh-huh. G League guys. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So, like, I get over there and, like, coming up a great year from Spain, I was, like, riding high going to uh-huh. Finland. So I was... I'm averaging like 14 throughout the first like two games. Had a 20 point game. I'm I'm just riding high, but our team wasn't winning. Ah. So I mean, yeah, it was tough. So yeah, that sometimes
0: cool. that's yeah. what dictates it.
2: Like, I had like a guard on my team from Oregon. I had two from Gonzaga on my team. It was me and some other dude. So like, there's a lot of D1 guys on my team, like high level D1 guys on my team. And then you saw the season like um in like 0 and 8, 0 and 9. Dang. Like losing every game by like twenty, or, like like 20. oh wow,
0: getting like blown out,
2: blown out. Yeah, so, like, we're all holding our own, but it's just like just tough though. So, so like they got the clean house, they got rid of all the Americans, all four of us, the coach and everything. Wow. And, like, and I went to Ireland late in the season because like I didn't want to like just like not play at all for the rest of the season. So like, my agent's like, yo, you go to Ireland just like, just like to just like get reps
0: kind of. Yeah, get
2: rest pretty much, and like. I went there. I was like eighteen and nine for like the last season. It was it was like a. I was there again, reps, getting a little bit of cardio and nothing. Really mm-hmm. You
1: know, you still got to play a little boss. So exactly. You just took the season off you, just, you know. Yeah, I wanted to play, play and like you know, this you're year, still getting better at
2: least. This year, I'm just I'm like itching to play right now because like I I came off such like a high point, with like my game and like my skill set was like forming into like the person I wanted to be. Right. And, like, for which just was, like, to get stopped right now, it was, it was frustrating.
0: And when was – when did that stoppage uh, happen? Was that back in 2019?
2: or 2020? 20 – Right before COVID.
0: Oh, right before COVID. So the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. So beginning yeah. of 2020, realistically.
2: Yeah. March 2020 is – is when my season ended in Ireland because of COVID.
0: Oh right. wow! So yeah, it is very recently. Yeah,
2: okay. So, so once COVID happened, my season ended, and I came back home. Then
0: you are here. You are today on the yeah. Pirates' stand.
2: Yeah, it's stressing, <laughs> it's stressing, but I'm, I'm enjoying my time though, so I'm not really. Yeah, there.
0: that's good. Good, see some family before you uh, take off in next part of your career. Um, <clears throat> so let's just transition to the Pirates. It's a perfect time to do that. Um, what do you think about it? What do you think about the professional team coming to Rhode Island?
2: I think it's a great opportunity because, like, you see a lot of guys in Rhode Island who, like, who have, like, a lot of talent who, like, don't get the opportunity because we're such a small state here, you know what I mean? Like
0: you said before, like, Oklahoma didn't even, like, know exactly. where Rhode Island is. They're like, oh, it's Rhode Island. We'll beat these guys.
2: But, like, Rhode Island has a lot of talent. Even, like, the guys who, like, play, like, on, like, D1 level or, like, or like who, like, play overseas, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of talent here. But with the COVID, I feel like this would be a good start-up. Back for everybody to like get their feet wet to like get the opportunity to really start their career like in like the Europe, the Asia's, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like and like it's nice because our CEO Sergeant knows what what he is. He's like I'm not trying to be a team in the NBA. I'm not trying to be expansion team. I'm here in the ABA trying to get talent overseas so they can make our brand bigger. And it's perfect. I I, I love his philosophy and his whole mindset, knowing who he is.
2: Perfect, yeah, and I think it's dope because, like, this is something, like, Providence needs, I feel like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. 100%. Like, PC is good, URI is okay, but, like, they, like, need, like, that, like, that, like, older that professional. team, professional team to, like, balance everything out, you know what I mean?
1: Just being, a like, a native, like, you know, born and raised in Providence, like, I just always see, you know, PC play, URI play, like, only professional team we really had was, like, the Providence Bruins and the Pawtucket Paw Sox, but like exactly. I mean, at the same time, like you, you know, baseball and hockey, and you see you a basketball court. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't see many, you don't like you don't see hockey rinks, or, you know what I'm saying. Exactly. You gotta like actually like search to look and find, but basketball courts, you just walk outside. So there's one you know. down the street, so exactly. You know, having a sport that majority of the people love and like, you know, with just being able to to be one affordable. For, for families to come in and watch games, you know, have players just be able to have that stepping stone in Rhode Island. I think it's something that the city just needed as a whole, or well, this whole state as a whole, to be honest. 100%. So, and I think Providence was the perfect location, you know, right in the Capitol. You know, so I think this is gonna be a really good, really good opportunity for Rhode Island. And just to get their names out there, just to get people's names out there and give them opportunity that they may not have had seen themselves coming out of high
2: school, college. You know, just take advantage of it too, because as you said, like the CEO has connections over there. So, like, yeah, you right now is like, is like just take full advantage of it. Take like, advantage
0: just, of it. It's a not a free opportunity, but like, hey, if you're good enough and you claim that your basketball like talents there, prove it and show it.
2: Uh, well, it's about proving. If you yourself. can prove
1: it and show it, then we can provide.
0: All right, Andre. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, I got time. We one. We have one last question for you. So, what's some advice that you could give a player, um, just finishing college and want to continue play, to play basketball?
2: I would say first thing you got to be patient, honestly, because there are so many guys trying to like play professionally on like, any level. You know what I mean? And like you gotta be patient. You gotta, you gotta never get down on yourself either. Always trust the process and, Like that. That sounds so cliche, but it's but one it's of the things. That, like, it's So true because I didn't sign my first contract until like August. And like it's like I was waiting for the whole four months with my agent. was just waiting, waiting, waiting it out. I'm like, I don't know, teams are interested, not. You just gotta be patient, you gotta trust the process and just like just like hone in on your skills, you know what I mean? Just like stay prepared for that call because you get that call today and then leave today. You know what I mean? Like it's one of the things you gotta
0: I it could like- be tomorrow, the next day. You never know, just gotta keep pushing. I
1: completely I, agree with
2: call you. From Finland, on Monday, left Monday night, like I was, just how it was.
1: I feel like, you know, some people like when, when they take the time and like things don't go their way in the first like couple of weeks, months or whatever, you know, they start to just lose sight of, you know, what skills they own and what they're able to provide. So to, to hear, you know, you say that, you know, you were patient with yourself, with your coaches and, and they trusted you, you trusted them. So, and it all played out the way that you wanted it to. I'm and still then, patient you know, right exactly. Right now, you know, back in Rhode Island, so, you know, you're just going to be patient. And like you say, you just keep working. You go to Exeter, you work in the gym every day. So, yeah, absolutely.
2: You know.
0: well, Andre, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. I'm definitely rooting for you. You got another fan in your corner. So, we're we'll pulling yeah. for you uh, on this side. Um, thanks for coming on. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yes, thank you.
2: Appreciate too. Nate,
0: what an awesome interview that was. It was such an easy conversation with Andre. And it's kind of cool to hear about when he played against URI, against Trey Young in Oklahoma, in the March Madness tournament, how they were talking all this smack. They're like, I don't even know where Rhode Island is, blah, blah. And then it came down, like, (laughs) look who won. It's kind of funny how it went down.
1: They got the W and then moved on to Duke right after that. Yeah, 100%. Definitely played a high-level competition. And then Andre's story is just really, really inspiring, really motivating. You know, just... You know, not having that recognition at first, that exposure that you wanted and then playing a bunch of talented players who are getting that exposure. And, you know, just kind of staying on your own path, choosing your own story and living to tell it. So I'm really I'm really happy for Andre. And, you know, he's definitely doing what he needs to do. 100%
0: 100% I like how you put that like he's made his own story which like a lot of these players especially coming to the Pirates like every single of these, like, these stories will be unique and different uh, so it kind of goes hand in hand what we're trying to do with the pro- uh, Pirates alright Nate exactly. where can they find us at
1: so they can find us on Twitter Instagram and Facebook Pirates ABA check out our website www.providencepiratesaba.com and look out for the Pirates then Spotify Buzzsprout and Apple Podcast 100%
0: Until next time, Pirates Nation.